One, two, three, one, two, three, testing. Babe, hurry up. They're What? here. They're here? Okay, let's get this started. Good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to episode number four of Casa Earth. I can't believe it's four already. Time yep. flies. It does fly, that's right. We've almost completed a month of producing this show where we've been sharing some life lessons both individually and as a couple, that we hope you've liked. Before we start, we want to thank you because we've been re reviewing and reading all the comments that you've been leaving on our platforms. Those words mean so much. They are our fuel to continue. Definitely, but that doesn't mean that you can't criticize us. Please, all criticism is also welcome. Remember that here at Casa Earth, we have no restrictions, no filters, and we like to keep it real. That's why we like to break taboos and we're doing it in today's episode because it's a very special topic to us. It's about one of our favorite plants. My favorite plant, personally speaking. <laughs> the plant of the thousand uses, the healer, the spiritual guide. Ganja, weed, marijuana. Yep, you heard that right. This episode is dedicated to cannabis. One of those very special spirits that nature has given us and that have been part of our history for millennia. It's a plant that was used by kings of empires, religious figures, shaman, you know, entire civilizations that made it part of their daily lives and used it as medicine, textile, food. And lots of rituals, rituals to raise the spirits. But we have to be honest, this plant has a stigma behind it. It's currently a taboo in our world. And we're here to provide information to break that taboo, to remove the fear, while also remembering that this is a plant that needs to be respected. Quick disclaimer, in most parts of the world, cannabis is still illegal. So do not buy, consume or sell it if it's not legal where you live. And also do it with... A mindful approach. Intention. Lots of purpose and uh, in a ceremonial way, if, if you would like. That's how it works for us. We'll tell you more about that. But uh, first, this episode will be broken down in the following way. We'll start by sharing a little bit of the history of this plant, of the cannabis. And that's Santiago's part. He's the <laughs> expert when it comes to the history, laws, and he's even written a book called High on Design about this industry and the future of cannabis. And after that, we'll also share our personal stories. And give you an insight on how we came out of the cannabis closet. And we'll also share why and how we launched into, which is our CBD company, Zero Waste, very mindful into rituals. As the word itself says it, it's all about ritualizing this beautiful plant. We'll end the episode with some thoughts on the current state of the plant worldwide and how to consume more consciously. And now Santiago's part, he'll, he'll share details, facts, and information that we should all know about the history of this plant, how it was found, how it was used, and why 
it was seen as a criminal act whenever we consume cannabis. I also want to note that I am not an expert. I am <laughs> still a student. In my eyes, he is, guys. He Honestly, the conversations that we have are so mind-blowing and he has so much information in that brain of his that I do see him as kind of a teacher when it comes to cannabis. There's a lot of information and knowledge that I've acquired over the years, but there's much more coming up as uh, the prohibition starts to crumble because uh, more people are having access to learn, to study, to share the information that they've uh, managed to acquire through different experimentation and analysis of the plant. This plant has been with us for many, many centuries, it was used to create fiber, textiles, paper, food. You know, the hemp seeds are a great source of protein, especially for vegans like us who need an extra boost of protein. And it was also used in, in ceremonial and ritualistic practices. You know, we can go as far back as the year 2727 before Christ when the Emperor Shen Neng, a folk uh, hero in uh, Chinese tradition, started uh, supplying cannabis as one of the many natural medicines that uh, the traditional Chinese medicine offers to alleviate different symptoms. It made part of the official pharmacopoeia of the time. From there, it started migrating all over the world with different nomadic tribes who brought it with them amongst many other crops. And it was embedded in our daily way of living until very recently, maybe a hundred years ago, when the United States decided to start uh, prohibiting the plant, mainly to block the Mexican immigrants who were coming in from the South. And later on with uh, President Nixon, when he declared uh, war on drugs after declaring war on Vietnam to calm down all the peaceful pro-life and anti-war hippies that uh, were uh, congregating and protesting his violent acts. That's to give you a, a very brief, very succinct um, history of, of the plant. And to tell you a little bit of the botanical aspect of it, you might have heard the names Cannabis sativa, Cannabis indica, perhaps also Cannabis ruderalis. These are three supposed varieties of plants that are very different in, in shape. Sativa is more slender and taller with finer leaves. Indica is a little bit shorter, more robust, and uh, with thicker leaves. And uh, Cannabis ruderalis, also known as, as hemp, is a type of plant that uh, mostly contains CBD and uh, practically no THC, which are two of the main cannabinoid molecules that you might have heard of. There's approximately 400 cannabinoids that are presently being studied in the plant. But the two main ones or the ones that have become standard are, are CBD and THC. And I think that's where Valeria and I have certain differences in the way we consume the plant. I think we should start by telling you guys that our body has an endo endocannabinoid system. Santiago was the one that 
open my mind to that fact and how our bodies react to the plant when we consume it. As he was mentioning, there's two different molecules, which is CBD and THC. I'm more of a CBD consumer. Santiago is, he prefers THC. The difference is very simple. CBD has more of a physical benefit, a physical effect. So you'll feel it in your body. It helps you relax. It relieves pain. It is a great and powerful anti-inflammatory. And it doesn't have the psychoactive factor that THC has. So THC, when you smoke it or when you consume it, it might open your third eye a little bit. At least in my case, I'm very, very sensitive. That's one of the reasons why I prefer CBD. Whenever I've smoked THC, it feels, it honestly feels like an ayahuasca ceremony. I enter many dimensions and uh, sometimes there's just too much information that my mind and my soul can't process at that moment. That's why I've connected with CBD so much and why I consume it daily. Um, so CBD for me has brought benefits when it comes to hormone balance, balancing my hormones, especially with thyroid disease. And again, we have to give you guys this disclaimer we're not doctors this is something that the fda hasn't approved yet so we always have to give you that disclaimer too everything that we're sharing today is based on our personal experiences and our love and respect for this plant and how we've also chosen to ritualize it it's not just consume it because it's fun no it's consume it because it actually has a powerful benefit when it comes to our mind, our spirits, and our bodies. So with that being said, I think, I don't know if you want to add something more about CBD and THC, babe, before we start talking about our personal experiences with cannabis. I also want to emphasize once again that uh, we're doing this after experiencing the plant under legal context. Yes, that's so a big if, disclaimer. So if it's illegal in the place where you live, well, be very careful. We don't want you to get into trouble but use it as a platform to become uh, an activist in favor of a plant that has brought many, many benefits to a lot of people worldwide. Let's talk about our personal experiences. I want to share mine. It started when I was 15 years old. I was in Cartagena in Colombia and some uh, some older friends invited me to, to try the, the plant through a joint, two joints actually, which... <laughs> was maybe the big mistake. But I was already very curious about the plant because I, I had seen it in, you know, the beat generation with writers like Hunter S. Thompson and musicians like Bob Marley representing the plant and speaking so highly of it that something had already triggered in my mind. And when I saw the opportunity to try it, I, I took it. Unfortunately, it was a little too much. I don't know why my friends thought I had to smoke two joints the first time. Nowadays, after after more than 20 years of consuming the plant, I very rarely smoke two joints in a day. That one time I smoked two joints in like five minutes, which helped me completely alter my perception of consciousness and uh, the way life had been normalized in a sort of anesthetized variation of my daily being. You know, this plant opened a new door to new possibilities, which allowed me to start exploring different aspects of my life, you know, spiritually and intellectually and physically, and has since that day always accompanied me in, in many different ways. So much so that for the past five years or so, I've 
dedicated my work as a journalist to highlight the plant. As Valeria mentioned, I published a book about design and aesthetics in uh, this uh, growing industry. But that's not to say that it was difficult in the beginning to understand that what we were consuming was deemed illegal and that we could get in, into trouble. And, you know, I was lucky my, my family was pretty open about it. And they even let me grow a plant when I was 16 or 17 years old. And you know, my cats ended up eating it. <laughs> But I know that in, in Valeria's case, it was even harder to come out of that cannabis closet. Yeah, my experience was a bit different. My parents are not as open-minded as Santiago's. And I was born and raised in a society, very, very close-minded society, where any person smoking marijuana or cannabis was immediately labeled as a drug addict. So I remember in my teens, I had friends that would smoke it and they would do it under the table. We couldn't tell anyone. Uh, it was, they put a lot of shame around it. And in my family, these are conversations that we weren't allowed to have. They were taboo. So I couldn't even ask my parents, like, what exactly is marijuana like what is cannabis what happens to my body what will i feel why is it bad why are people labeling it as the demon like they demonize this plant to the such an extent lettuce. Yeah. So for me, it was fear. I had so much fear when it came to this plant that I didn't try it until I was 25, I think 25 or 26 years old. And here's the thing when it comes to psychedelics. Everything matters. The people that you're around when you consume it, uh, the setting, the environment, your mental and spiritual health are so important too. And the first time that I tried it, I was going through a very tough situation in my life. I was experiencing depression. I was partying too much. I was drinking way too much, constant hangovers. And the people that I surrounded myself with weren't, weren't people that would provide higher frequencies or offer higher frequencies to, to my life and to my spirit. So of course I tried my first joint when I was very drunk at a party. I, I saw a friend that was smoking it and I was like, okay, you know what? I'll try it. And the combination of this psychedelic with alcohol created a bomb like literally I, yeah worst idea ever we don't don't please don't combine those two worlds those two substances are not something that we should play with and um they brought up so many demons in me i became a person that night i became a person that i i don't recognize and it created a lot of fear even more fear it added it added this um, respect, but at the same time, fear that pushed me to stay away from the plant for the next, I think, year or two. And it also helped me educate myself. So I started doing a little bit more research on what cannabis really was, because at that, at that moment, I didn't know what it was or what effects and benefits it would have on my body. And that's how I discovered CBD. I started reading more. Um, I started, of course, working on myself, on the journey that I had chosen at that moment and transitioning into a more holistic one. I stopped drinking. I, I said goodbye to a lot of friends and open doors to new ones and everything in my life started changing so I felt emotionally and spiritually more stable and that helped me connect with nature more and that's how this curiosity for natural healing began and um, I learned about CBD and I started using CBD 
for many reasons. Of course, first it was hemp oil, as Santiago was mentioning. It's very interesting because if you're consuming hemp seeds in your protein shakes or in your food and hemp oil, you are consuming a plant, a part of the cannabis plant without even knowing it. So at that moment, and this was, I'm 34 now, so this was probably seven years ago or six years ago that I started researching more about this plant and I started consuming hemp oil, which was, of course, is and was legal at that time, to balance my hormones. Maca and hemp oil were my first to go things in the holistic world when I wanted to look for some a replacement, a holistic alternative to the pills that I was taking for my thyroid disease. I was diagnosed with thyroid disease when I was seven years old and throughout my life until I was 28 years old, I had so many emotional roller coasters that played with my hormones that I went from hyper to hypo to Hashimoto and all this just played such a traumatic and toxic role in my life that I began embarking and moving towards holistic medicine. It started with hemp oil and then once CBD was legal, I jumped towards CBD and I discovered that there's CBD without THC and CBD with THC. That's something that we're also going to discuss right now because as you know, I'm very sensitive, which means at the time that I tried CBD that contained THC, I had a, <laughs> a I experienced so many dimensions like I can't even describe. And um, that's one of the reasons why now I'm always very, very careful. And I encourage you guys to read labels looking for the purest form, full spectrum CBD with less than 0.3% THC. That's that's the way we sell it at Into. Our oil comes from uh, the hemp plant, which falls under special law called the 2018 Hemp Farm Bill in the United States, which recognizes hemp as uh, not having uh, THC, uh, not having the psychoactive mind-altering component of uh, the flower. And considering CBD as a very powerful, holistic medicine, it's very important to remember that usually in the legalization processes, what comes uh, after decriminalization is the medicinal legalization of cannabis. For example, I'm a patient of the Florida Medical Marijuana Program, which allows me a certain amount of cannabis every month to treat one of 11 qualifying conditions that uh, I discussed with a doctor, a licensed doctor, who can then prescribe cannabis as an option to mainly stay away from opioids in the case of chronic pain that generate you know, very, very strong addictions and withdrawal syndromes, and also to avoid any over-the-counter NSAIDs, NSAIDs, the uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory <laughs> drugs, basically Tylenol, yeah. Advil, aspirin, so on and so forth. Pamperin for menstrual cramps that was one of the alternatives holistic alternatives that i found 
for menstrual cramps with CBD. In the plant, uh, I have found lots of uh, healing, not only in terms of any body aches or discomforts or insomnia, but also mentally and spiritually speaking. It's a plant that has guided me towards deeper thinking, towards yeah. altering, altering my way of thinking, also my consciousness, yeah. uh, becoming more creative, more focused, so I'm, I'm really very, very grateful to the plant and uh, being a uh, fighter for the rights of planet Earth and nature. I, I think there's also a very special environmental component connected to the legalization of cannabis. That was a very important element in the creation of Into, which was born in the early days of the pandemic. <laughs> And we wanted to create something that was as holistic as, as possible, as organic and connected to the ground as, as we could find. Because cannabis, especially in the States and, and Canada, two of the countries that have taken the lead uh, when it comes to opening the marijuana market, is that it's become so industrialized that now it requires yeah. an excessive amount of resources. Energy use. Water use, mm -hmm. pesticides, cheap labor. Yeah. And I don't think we should be looking at the plant as just as a, as a commodity, but rather recognize its spiritual value and really treat it with respect and uh, help uh, honor all the people who have suffered because of a very unfair war on drugs. Completely. And that was the foundation behind Into Rituals, which Santiago was mentioning, the company that we created close to a year and a half ago. Um, but as I was mentioning, we're both I think that's what's interesting about us because we're both very passionate about this plant, but we consume it differently. Mm. I'm more of the CBD, like I was sharing with you guys, and I was more of the THC. And it's been beautiful to see him be so creative and functional when you smoke your joints. <laughs> Honestly, no. And, and again, where I come from and something that my parents kept repeating over and over again when I was little was don't smoke marijuana. You'll end up in a couch and you'll jump from one drug to the other and people that smoke don't do anything. And that was the idea that I grew up with. And then I met Santiago and honestly, I think you, you smoke a lot, babe. <laughs> but it helps him be so creative and so functional and this light also lights up his face and everything changes so i started seeing this powerful side of thc um it doesn't it works i think for some people for my for in my case i don't experience what he does for me it does play a lot with my mind and again as i was mentioning it, it shares just so much information that i can't process maybe in the future once i start working more on my spirituality and getting rid of this fear that i have of entering different dimensions i'll be able to connect with THC more. But for now, I'm a big, passionate consumer of CBD. I take it for, as I mentioned with you guys, um, hormone balance, uh, migraines, body aches, muscle aches, menstrual cramps, even to fortify my immune system, to boost my immune system. I take it every day. And especially at night, instead of taking your sleeping pill, you can take CBD, which is the holistic alternative to all those pharmaceuticals. You will hear us talking wonders about this plant, but this doesn't mean that it's for everyone. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not yeah. forcing anyone to try the plant. In fact, one of the 
reasons behind launching into with a low content of, of CBD, comparatively yes. speaking, um, if, if you consider what's out there in the market, is that we wanted people to start low and go slow, uh, especially you know, people who had, have never experienced a plant. Newbies. Newbies. <laughs> and then start adjusting the, the dosage to a point where it benefits you the most. I've had a very long relationship with the plant. I don't smoke every day. Sometimes I do, but there are also occasions when I um, take breaks. It's important to take tolerance breaks yeah. so that your endocannabinoid system can reset and then you can bring down the, the threshold that uh, you need to, to feel the active compounds of, of the plant acting on you. Um, so it's always very important to listen to your body and your mind and your state of mind and of course doing it in the, the most respectful manner. And also educate yourself. Nowadays, we have a lot of information. We, we have access to all this information online. Every day, there's more on the benefits of this plant. And I truly believe that education helps us break taboos and remove the stigmas around the fear and the things that we don't understand because we simply don't have enough information on that topic. And that's what helped me and my personal experience connect with not only cannabis, but other psychedelics, um, other ceremonies that we'll share in, in next episode with you guys. And that's, I think, what led us also to create this beautiful company, Into Rituals, in case you haven't tried it. Uh, one of the missions behind it is to reshape the cannabis industry because it can be very polluting. So we designed this beautiful bottle that also pushes the consumer and the user to connect with the ritual of consuming the CBD. So whenever you're opening the bottle, you'll see that it comes with a cord you have to pull it we don't have a dropper so you'll be removing plant-based wax and then it comes with a cord and we went back to our roots back in time so you'll be taking the oil with a spoon your own Zero spoon plastic there is no plastic in this bottle the taste is delicious because we combined essential oils with sun-grown vegan and cruelty-free cbd and we also have I think my favorite product, which is the pre-rolls, because I created the formula and uh, that's something that I'm very passionate about. I'm taking Herbolaria, herbal medicine courses here in, in, in Mexico. And those pre-rolls were a combination, are a combination of different organic flowers and herbs that are helping not only expand your spirit and your mind, but also protect your health, boost your health and um, expectorante. Sorry, Spanglish moment here. Expectorant. And Ex pero. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm literally talking in both languages in my mind. Yeah, so they have the, properties. these uh, properties that help purify your lungs at the same time. So that's one of the reasons why I connected with the pre-rolls that we have, the flower pre-rolls in, in our website. And um, the difference between the oil and the pre-roll, which is a question that I get often, just for you to know, and if, if you're a consumer or if you're if you want to try CBD oil or pre-rolls, is that CBD oil has has a, an effect that takes a little bit longer to work in your body. So for example, I take CBD oil in the morning to boost my immune system, or I take it at night before going to bed because it's also a relax and it's going to help you relax. It's going to take that anxiety away and it will help prepare your body 
to go to bed. So I take it probably an hour before bedtime because it usually works within 40 minutes to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. But the pre-rolls, on the other hand, they have an immediate effect. So I, I smoke one or two hints of um, the, the flower pre-rolls that we have. You don't have to smoke the whole thing. I save it for future moments that I need it. But I smoke it when I have migraines or really bad menstrual cramps and I need immediate impact, immediate relief. It usually takes a minute or two to work, but it has a shorter durability. Is that the word? Duration. (laughs) Duration. It has a shorter duration than the CBD oil. The CBD oil, you can take it at night and it's going to help you sleep like a baby. And then whenever you have migraines or really bad body aches that you want immediate relief, I recommend, again, I'm not a doctor, but in my experience, the pre-roll. What I really love about the pre-rolls is the way we light them. Yes. We launched an electric, rechargeable, reusable lighter. (laughs) Because as we were rolling out these new products, we realized that most people who would consume the joints would uh, light them with uh, a butane plastic lighter. There are disposable lighter. Disposable lighter. There are approximately 300 to 320 million lighters that end up in the bin every year, some of which in our landfills and oceans go to the oceans. And they're also full of very toxic chemicals that uh, you're inhaling while you write the pre-rolls. That's why I also recommend always using a cellulose filter to catch any nasty bits that uh, you might be inhaling and uh, doing it very, very slowly, consciously, as Valeria said, taking you know, one or two puffs, giving it some time, see how your body reacts, and then calibrating to finding the best experience. And creating your own moment. I think that's where we go back to connecting with this plant and seeing it as something sacred, um, not too commercial, not just taking it because you need it at that moment and um that's your i know your quick medicine i started seeing seeing cannabis cbd more as a ritual and that's why our company it's called into rituals this takes me to the final point of of this episode which is the reminder to respect the plant and the consumer because we've had a very close relationship with cannabis for, for thousands of years. And it was only until American politicians decided to create this fake enemy to attack certain people, minorities, mostly, you know, in the United States, there are 40,000 people in jail for nonviolent cannabis offenses, which is completely ridiculous when you consider that this is something that grows in nature, that is wild, and that has been a building block of, of our history. Also, Noticing that a lot of people are being very successful Mm -hmm. as the industry grows while other people are still being persecuted and incarcerated for it makes no sense. So we really want to invite you to rethink the way society has sold you this plant, to reconceptualize the way that politicians want us to treat this plant and acknowledge that the war on drugs has left a trail of destruction 
and uh, no real solutions at hand. We have seen uh, lots of success in uh, taxing, controlling, and uh, distributing the plant under proper parameters. And truly it can benefit society as a whole if we stop uh, shaming the user and we start destigmatizing the plant. Also start having more conversations at home with your friends, with your family. I think challenging people's mindsets helps everyone open and expand their vision and their ideas when it comes to herbal medicine, cannabis, psychedelics, and the real benefits they have on our bodies and the fact that they're here for a reason too and we need to honor them and see them as something sacred like we were mentioning. That has helped me and, and my family so much because I now finally get the chance and the opportunities to sit down with, with my dad especially and with my mom too and have these conversations where I get to gather information that is available to us online and show them the investigations, the research, the figures, the stats, and in my case, because I'm so passionate about this, the benefits that this plant has on our body. And with that said, we're going to wrap this up to go and roll one up, light <laughs> it up, and elevate our mind, body, and spirit. And again, just a little reminder, last one before we, we leave you guys and we'll give you also a hint of our next episode. But remember that we this plant isn't for everyone, like Santiago was mentioning, and your emotional, your spiritual, and even your physical state affect the way this plant is gonna the way you're gonna react to this plant and the way your body and your mind are going to connect with cannabis so that's something that i treasure tremendously and i know that whenever i am going through something very difficult i cannot only rely on nature and psychedelics but i also need to rely on myself and the inner tools that i have to work on my emotions and my feelings and whatever my body is trying to communicate We'll talk more about that in the upcoming episode, which will be directed um, at microdosing. Microdosing, one of my favorite topics. We'll be talking about that on our next episode. So stay tuned. See you later. Big hug to all of you. Bye-bye.